Hello, ELM family members. We have Reverend Stephen with us for a special podcast tonight. By the time this podcast is out, an email should have gone out from our ELM leaders regarding our changing precautions against COVID-19. Hi, Pastor Stephen. What is the announcement in the email that went out tonight? Uh, hi, Eun. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, well, the email stated uh, that because of the rapid increase of COVID cases in Montgomery County, uh, ELM will be uh, suspending all in-person gathering. Uh, that includes worship. And we'll be going entirely virtual starting this Sunday, uh, November 22nd. Okay. And again, that's this Sunday as in the day after tomorrow. And Pastor Stephen, are we going virtual indefinitely again? Yeah. Um, well, we will be evaluating in a few weeks. Um, you know, I know that schools in Montgomery County have uh, gone virtual for two weeks, and I believe a reassessment is coming at the end of that. Uh, we will reevaluate in two weeks. Uh, we can't make any definitive um you know, decision or, um, yeah, make a decision on when, because uh, we don't know how things will go, but um, we will reevaluate in a few weeks and contact, communicate with our members. Okay. And Pastor Stephen, can I ask you how our leaders came to the decision to go virtual again? Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for asking. Um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, going back and forth on this decision. Um, we started conversations on the potential of going virtual um, about two months ago. And, you know, we thought that as the numbers continue to increase, um, you know, we would have no choice but to go back to virtual worship. However, um, you know, with that in mind, you know, I would go outside and I would see people just going about, you know, living their normal lives. Uh, parking lots would be crowded. And, then I would think, okay, you know what, we can't do virtual. Uh, you know, people are living their lives normally. Um, and, you know, this, this back and forth went on for the past two weeks. Now, more recently, uh, Montgomery County, the data is showing that there's an average of about um, 300, a little over 300 new infections per day. Uh, now, these numbers are actually much higher than when we initially went virtual uh, in March. And the positivity rate is higher as well. And, you know, when we were faced with this situation, um, you know, we thought, okay, the natural thing would be to go virtual. You know, there was no guidance or recommendation from county officials uh, regarding houses of worship. Um, and so I think this time we were left to make the decision on our own. And, you know, I think it, in the end, it boiled down to this. In the end, it boiled down to, Will we protect the members of our congregation? And, you know, sure, we can say, well, nothing else has um, shut down. Uh, schools are the only thing that are virtual now. Um, you know, malls and shopping centers, restaurants, um, gyms are all still open. Why is it that church is going virtual? Why is it that everything else is normal, but church is going to be virtual? And, you know, in the end, it just boiled down to, all right, are we going to make the decision to protect our members first? And, you know, I think difficult decisions could be boiled down to very simple questions. And when asked that question, the answer is, yeah, resounding yes. 
yes, we should protect our members first and uh, pivot to virtual as soon as possible. You know, uh, Conrad, Deacon Conrad shared with me just yesterday how he put three people uh, who are in their 30s on ventilators yesterday. Um, you know, the spread is in the community. Uh, young people are being affected. And that's something that we certainly don't want to see uh, happen within our body. Um, and if I could just, just share this last piece, you know, um, two days ago, you know, I think there was a major paradigm shift that I had. Um, you know, previously I thought, you know what, church should be the last place to shut down, right? Because church is the most essential place. Uh, we shouldn't shut down for anything or we shouldn't close for anything. Uh, but I think there was a bit of a paradigm shift yet, um, yesterday when where, where I went from church should be the last place to shut down to, no, you know what? Church should be the first place to shut down. And, and the reason why I thought about that is because, you know, if the church is really supposed to be like Jesus, if we are to look like Jesus, if we are to smell like Jesus, if we are to act like Jesus, then the church should be willing to lay down um, whatever privilege we have for the sake of others. If by gathering physically, we are putting other people at risk, uh, we are putting the community um, and the county at risk, then we should be the first to say, you know what? We will be good citizens. We'll seek the good and the health of our county and we will lay this down first. And so I think that has really uh, helped me uh, and the leadership to make this decision. Okay, and um, I just wanna reiterate that we are not shutting down worship, but we are going virtual. And regarding that, Pastor Stephen, will virtual services continue from our chapel, like the, during like the la later half of our first quarantine, or will we be going back to one of our deacons' homes like in the beginning of the quarantine? Uh, well, you'll have to stay tuned for that. <laughs> Uh, it's a surprise. No, um, you know, we'll, we'll be going back to what it was when we were virtual in the beginning. You'll see a nice, uh, you know, white pane window, um, you know, nice green field, a playground behind the window. And um, yeah, it, it would it would be in a more secluded area. Okay. And um, do you have any words of encouragement or challenge for the congregation in lieu of this situation? Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I do. Uh, just two things uh, I have in mind. Um, I want to ask the congregation to uh, to reengage, and the second to reconnect. Okay, so the first, uh, reengaging. Um, you know, studies have been showing that Christians um, have been dropping off of virtual service. Uh, in June, there was a survey done uh, by the Barna Group that showed that 50% of churched adults uh, haven't streamed a church service in the past four weeks. So that's half of uh, churched adults. Um, they have just completely dropped off. Uh, another number uh, is 15%. Uh, st the study shows that 15% of practicing Christians multitask while streaming worship services. Um, you know, you know, the word fatigue has been thrown around a lot, right? Zoom fatigue, uh, you know, virtual fatigue, you know, COVID fatigue. Um, and, you know, I get it. I think people are fatigued by just being on the screen all day. Um, but as we pivot to uh, worship 
um, I want to encourage the congregation to re-engage. Um, you know, virtual worship isn't ideal. Um, but, you know, there's no such thing as ideal worship. Okay, Ideal worship, perfect worship only exists in heaven. And until we get to heaven, every form of worship is going to have some form of deficiency. Okay, Now, during COVID, that deficiency is the lack of physical gathering. And, you know, even with this deficiency, you know, it's what the Lord had, has given to us. Uh, just like when the Lord gave them manna in the wilderness, right? It wasn't the best meal, but it's what the Lord gave to sustain the people. And, you know, virtual worship, though it's not ideal, it's what the Lord has given to us during this time. And so he will surely sustain us. So, um, you know, re-engage. If you've dropped off virtual worship, um, you know, if you felt like, you know what, this isn't for me, or I'm just zoomed out, I have COVID fatigue. Um, yeah, I want to encourage you to uh, re-engage. And the second thing uh, is to reconnect. Uh, so please reach out to other people. Um, you know, social distancing uh, is not the same thing as relationship distancing, and it certainly isn't spiritual distancing as well, right? Um, yeah, you know, just this illustration I wanted to share, you know, I was reminded of the story that I heard about the persecuted church in China. Um, it, it was about this particular church uh, that was closed during the Cultural Revolution. And even after the Cultural Revolution, that church continued on and people were astonished and amazed. And they asked, how did you manage when you were shut down, when you couldn't gather? How did you manage to keep the church going? And you know, one of the members said, well, you know, during that time, we couldn't meet, uh, we couldn't talk to one another, we couldn't engage in any way, but uh, every Sunday during worship time, the members of the church would all just casually walk by the church, and they would nod to one another. They would give that greeting, the, the secret greeting, nodding to one another, and, you know, this one person said, you know, we kept the church going for years with that, and, you know, I know that, yes, during COVID, um, connecting with people isn't the most easiest thing to do. And, um, you know, I think we've become a little comfortable just um, to ourselves. But uh, please continue to reconnect with other people, uh, reach out um, and be engaged. Um, you know, I think the silver lining in all of this is that you know, virtual service, what it does is it, it forces us to turn our living room into a place of worship, right? Um, so, Un, I don't know what you do in your living room. Uh, might be your dog running around. But, you know, the place where we sit down comfortably, watch football, um, you know, engage with our children, meet with our friends. You know, we're turning that living space into a place of worship. And I think that's the silver lining in all this. Okay, and uh, just to answer that question, I'm usually having a full English breakfast during worship service. Do you, do you, uh, do you want to discourage that kind of behavior, Pastor Stephen? Uh, you know, um, maybe not during worship. <laughs> okay. Maybe not. You know, you know what would be the best? You, you don't have the English breakfast during worship. And then after worship, you reconnect with others by bringing that English breakfast to someone else. <laughs> you drop ah. off at their place. Yeah, no, thank you. And um, also... Are you encouraging us to show up uh, this Sunday and uh, nod at each other? Because that's what I got out of this. 
No, no. The the encouragement is to uh, to reengage and reconnect with other people. Yeah. So, but stay uh, home. Yeah, stay home. Um, okay. But but you know maybe during worship before um, or after you know text people that you know in our church you know just see you know um, you know give them a word of encouragement. Um, yeah, just just connecting with them on that level. Um, I do believe we'll we'll also be having the Zoom fellowship that we used to have, and um, you know we do encourage people to to join in for that as well. Okay, thank you for the clarification. Um, also, I wanted to ask you. Um, we have different kinds of um, activities going on for our church. Operation Christmas Child is already over, but um, some other activities like collecting food for the food pantry and also angel tree for our prison ministry. How will these activities be impacted with our situation change? Yeah. Um, so again, um, you are going to have to re-engage. Um, there's going to be uh, emails and notices sent out regarding each specific uh, activity. Um, the food pantry will, um, um, Karis will actually notify the congregation regarding the food pantry. Uh, and the same for Angel Tree. Uh, we do have specific uh, instructions for these ministries, and so please be on the lookout um, as to how you can participate. Um, you know, and it, it's been very encouraging. You know, the Operation Christmas Child, the Mercy Ministry um, told me that I think they packed 82 boxes, which is, I think, one of the highest that we've done um, in the past, you know, 20 years we've been doing this. Uh, and it's really encouraging that people on their own, uh, they, you know, participated in this and got involved, um, um, even though we weren't able to do it together. So that is encouraging. And so please uh, be on the lookout for any instructions regarding future ministry opportunities. Okay. And um, we do have a list of some reminders that we have for our congregations. A congregation. The first one is um, that Montgomery County is offering no-cost COVID-19 testing for all ages. Um, testing is available for anyone who lives, works, or goes to school in Monco. Uh, you need to register online, though. It is not a uh, walk-in. And then also for virtual worship, search ELM Media on YouTube and look for the video that has a red live label. So if you click a different one, you'll be listening to an older sermon. And then let's see, after this podcast, please engage in re-engaging our congregation members by sending a text to a person that you know that usually don't read our emails or listen to our podcast so that they don't show up to church this Sunday. Again, there will be no nodding at each other this Sunday. And um, if they don't pick up or respond to your text, send a fax or a telegram. Yeah, that's it for me. Pastor Stephen, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, um, I just want to express gratitude and thanks to the Portraits of Grace podcast team. Uh, Un, thank you so much for putting this together. Um, we think this is a great medium of getting the word out, communicating with our members. Um, and, you know, usually with important announcements like this, we send out an email and letter form. 
but we think that this is this is a great way also to communicate. Um, hopefully, we we've done that clearly uh, today. But uh, if not, you can you know shoot me an email or text or reach out to your CG leaders um, or reach out to the deacons uh, with any questions. Um, again, this decision um, wasn't you know my sole decision. It was a collective decision with the deacons of our ministry, and uh, they all felt that it was time to go virtual. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Un. Uh, thank you, Portraits of Grace. Um, always excited to see new episodes on this great podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, in the words of uh, Prophet Zechariah, uh, ain't no thing is what I want to say to you. <laughs> um, I made that up. That's not in the Bible, guys. Um, please don't excommunicate me. Um, and then finally, Pastor Stephen, can I ask you to close us in prayer? Yes, yes. Uh, Father, we thank you so much that you are a God who sustains your people. You are a God who walks with your people in the wilderness. You are a God who sojourns with us. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the means of communication and for the means of gathering virtually that you've given to us. And God, though it's not ideal, Lord, we know, Lord, that all things are possible with you, that nothing is impossible, and that you can strengthen, encourage, and keep your church steadfast during this time through these means. And so, God, we ask, Lord, that you would encourage the discouraged, you would give hope to the hopeless, you would give strength to the weak. Lord, you would uh, give desire and passion to those who are indifferent. And Father, we pray, Lord, you would protect our congregants from the evil one. Would you guard their hearts and their minds so that Satan may not tempt them in any way to think thoughts that are not upward and outward. Uh, God, would you would continue to strengthen our congregation and all the churches in the surrounding area. We pray, Lord, that Christ, your name will be lifted up as the churches really reflect who you are, as we continue to lay down ourselves for others, that people will see the glory of Christ, the beauty of the gospel, and what it is, why it is the church exists. We thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen.